slow today. <laughs> Yay. Ruh-ro. Hello. Hi. Welcome to new. Welcome. Butters is joining us. Oh, as always. Well, sometimes he doesn't, and sometimes he's like, I'm going to push my face into the microphone. Like he just did. Yeah. It's Butters Radio Hour. But we with weren't Butters. recording. No, Big I know disappointment. Better. That would have been really loud. Yeah, you guys would have been so mad. <laughs> but um, just so you know, the effort was there on his part to take over the podcast. It was. He was ready. He was ready to step in. Yeah. Um. How are you? How's your week? I'm good. My week's been good. You have this week off? I do have this week off. Nice. Yeah. So I. My first day off, you weren't home because you were doing... Army. Save the world stuff. It's not what that was. I know. <laughs> um, and I woke up at like 7 p.m. I was going to be so productive that day, and then I wasn't. And then you came home Monday, which I, again, wasn't productive. And then today, I was like, we have to do things. You did things. <laughs> I did not. So tomorrow it is. She she goes, she goes on Sunday night. She's like, I'm going to stay up. All night. No, I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to get up and be and do stuff with you. I'm like, yeah, okay. And uh, I text her at 530 in the morning on Monday. I was still awake. And she was still awake. <laughs> I'm like, so you didn't go to sleep early? She says, no, but I'm going to stay up all day with you. And I said, that sounds like bullshit. And it was. It absolutely was. Yeah. It's so hard. <laughs> I've been on a, day sh- or a night shift schedule for almost a year now. It's just so hard to break that habit. I'm not looking forward to doing that next month because I have, like, trainings to go to where I'm going to be forced to be on a day shift schedule for, like, a week and a half, two weeks. And, and then, then go back. Yeah, throw it's back really in hard. It's really hard on your body. Yeah. For sure. I feel it when I switch back and forth, like, this weekend. Yeah, I don't know how you do it so often. I can't even be expected to do it for a just day. pure willpower, I guess, because I, I hate it. I'm weak. I feel like shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's been good. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to be home for sure. I know. It's um, nice to have you home. Yeah, army stuff sucked. Like sucked. Yeah. I'm coming to like the end of my contract and uh <clears throat> I'm pretty over it. Yeah. So <laughs> I have a very finite amount of fucks to give and I don't <laughs> spare any of those on the army. Yeah. So <laughs> Your voice is so different. It's this weird. Week. I know. Tonight's shot night, so after I'm interested to see what happens tomorrow. Yeah, because it'll change even more. (laughs) That's when it always changes, is like right after I do my shot, the next like 24 to 48 hours, it's like a rush of all whatever changes are going to happen that week. (laughs) It's just like explodes. It's weird. Yeah. (laughs) It's really weird. Um, I do, but I'll do that before my story, because my laptop's charging and I don't have it in hand, so. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so this episode was... Brought to you by my obsession with uh, the Leah Remini documentary series that is now three seasons long on Scientology. Yeah. It freaks me the fuck out. And I've watched through it multiple times. So many times. Because well, I sleep to it. Yeah. Like, I turn it on to go to sleep because it's oddly comforting now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're like, so I should probably dig into that. You're like, I'm so fucked up. I, it's a fucked up situation, but I'll go to sleep to yeah, it. It yeah. freaks me the fuck out, yep. but I'll pass out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to be telling you, like, the surface, scratching the surface of Scientology and its fucked upness. Also, um, I'm a little worried just because 
like shit happens to people who talk shit about uh, Scientology. But I think we're fine. We only have like twenty listeners, so hopefully none of them uh, are, are Scientologists. Scientologists. I'm gonna guess probably not. Here's the thing. <laughs> There are so many people that talk shit about Scientology. What are they going to do <laughs> to us? Yeah. Also, like, we're not talking shit about them. We're oh, just yeah, yeah. replaying events of somebody else who was. Nope, I'm talking shit. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm definitely I'm not. For shit. the record, me, myself, Sammy, I am not. But I am living vicariously through you. Okay. <laughs> so I, f- the first thing I want to do, um, I went on their website oh, and Lord. I clicked on the link that says, what is Scientology? And here's oh, no. verbatim, copied and pasted and then put into bold lettering by yours truly, uh, what they I hate this put already. for the description. <laughs> Quote, developed by L. Ron Hubbard, Scientology is a religion that offers a precise path leading to a complete and certain understanding of one's true spiritual nature and one's relationship to self, family, groups, mankind, which is capitalized, I don't know why, all life forms, the material universe, the spiritual universe, and the supreme being. That is one sentence. Oh, cool. Scientology addresses the spirit, not the body or mind, and believes that man is far more than a product of his environment or his genes. Scientology comprises a body of knowledge which extends from certain fundamental truths. Prime among these are, man is an immortal spiritual being. His experience extends well beyond a single lifetime. His capabilities are unlimited, even if not presently realized. Scientology further holds man to be basically good. And that, <laughs> and that his spiritual salvation <laughs> depends upon himself, his fellows, and his attainment of brotherhood with the universe. Scientology is not a dogmatic religion in which one is asked to accept anything on faith alone. On the contrary, one discovers for oneself that the principles of Scientology are true by applying its principles and observing or experiencing the results. The ultimate goal of Scientology is true spiritual enlightenment and freedom for all. End quote. That is one heck of an introduction. That really you glean no information from. No. There's nothing of substance in there. The thing that really gets me is that mo- mankind's basically good. They're pretty. Uh, we're, all we're right. the part that's not good, though. Right. <laughs> yeah, they would not like us. Uh, and I love the part about freedom because I feel like <laughs> it's like it's free for everybody but us. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let me tell you a little bit about L. Ron Hubbard. And just putting this out there, like I said, this is like the top layer of Scientology. You can go on and on and on. There are all kinds of podcasts that you can listen to that do entire seasons on this. So this is something you're interested in. I highly recommend that. Yeah. Um, So L. Ron Hubbard, his actual name is Lafayette Ronald Hubbard. Uh, He was born in uh, 1911, and he died in 1986. Uh, He was an American author of science fiction and fantasy stories who founded the Church of Scientology. He was born in Tilden, Nebraska, and he spent most of his childhood in Helena, Montana. Mm -hmm. His dad was posted to the U.S. Naval Base on Guam, and Hubbard traveled to Asia and the South Pacific in the late 1920s. In 1930, he enrolled at George Washington University on to study civil engineering, but he dropped out in his second year. And after that, he started his career as a writer of pulp fiction stories and met and married Margaret Polly Grubb, 
who shared an interest in aviation, which L. Ron Hubbard also did. Mm-hmm. So he he was like a man of many trades, jack of many, expert of none. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> he was an officer in the Navy during World War II, where he briefly commanded two ships, but was removed from his command both times. In the last few months of his active service, he spent those in a hospital being treated for a variety of complaints. So I feel like he was probably just done. He's like, I'm just going to live this cush hospital life. Was he doing the Hitler thing? in a bed. I, that's what I think. Probably being like, oh, I'm in so Ow. much pain. I have shock. Yeah, like, help me. Yeah, probably. In 1950, he authored a book called Dianetics, The Modern Science of Mental Health, and established <laughs> a series of organizations to promote this book. In uh, 1952, he lost the rights of Dianetics in bankruptcy proceedings and Gosh. subsequently founded Scientology. Oh, Lord. After that, he saw oversaw the growth of the Church of Scientology into uh, what would become a worldwide organization, and frankly, it's a corporation. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's like Amazon. Yep. <sighs> Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Oh Scientology became increasingly controversial during the 1960s and came under pre-intense media, government, and legal pressure in a number of countries, not just the U.S. Interesting. Um, during the late 1960s and early 70s, he spent most of his time at sea in, on his personal fleet of ships as the Commodore of the Sea Organization, which we'll call the Sea Org, that's what they all call it, which was an elite group of Scientologists. It's worth noting Leah Remini was in the Sea Org from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Like, they literally enlist these children and make them sign billion-year contracts to work for the Sea Org. And they, like, wear uniforms that are, like, weirdly reminiscent of naval uniforms. Literally. It's super weird. If you look up pictures of it, it looks like Extremely they're, like... Extremely strange. Yeah, they're basically, like, Wannabe U.S. Sailors. Navy ads. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's super weird. So he returned to the U.S. in 1975 and went into seclusion in California um, after an unsuccessful attempt to take over the town of Clearwater, Florida, to become, like, the town of Scientology. Also worth noting, that is, like, a mecca of Scientology anyway, so they kind of did it, but, like, not outright. Yeah, But if you go there, it's, like, fucking Scientology everywhere. Sucks. In 1978... Uh, Hubbard was convicted of fraud after he was tried in absentia by France. So he was tried, didn't go there to be tried, but he was convicted by France of fraud mm-hmm. having to do with Scientology. Um, in the same year, 11 high-ranking members of Scientology were indicted on 28 charges for their role in the church's Snow White program, which I will talk about in depth later. But it was basically a systematic program of espionage against the U.S. government which is bananas. And I didn't know that before this. Um, One of the people indicted was his wife, Mary Sue Hubbard, who was in charge of the program. And L. Ron Hubbard was named an unindicted co-conspirator. So, yeah. He spent the remaining years of his life in seclusion in a luxury motorhome on on a ranch, uh, on a ranch in California, attended to by a small group of Scientology officials. Mm -hmm. He died at age 74, in January of 1986. Following his death, Scientology leaders announced that his body had become an impediment to his work and that he decided to drop his body to continue his research on another plane of existence. He died of a stroke. 
but okay. <laughs> yeah, that's very um uh, on yeah, anyways. Yeah. Though uh, a lot of his autobiographical statements have been found to be fake, fictitious, Mm -hmm. uh, the church rejects any suggestion that its account of his life is not a historical fact. Um, His position was taken over by David Miscavige, or Miscavige. Um, I'm not really going to go into much about him, but he's a fucking snake, and he's gross and scary. Mm -hmm. So, what actually is Scientology? (laughs) It supposedly teaches that people are immortal spiritual beings who have forgotten their true nature uh its central mythology developed around the original notion of something that l ron hubbard coined the phaeton satan satan like satan it's like satan with a lisp he's like satan he like accidentally fucked up satan one day and he's just like that's it it's a phaeton <laughs> didn't even think of that until i said it out loud <laughs> Fuck. Um, in Scientology, the Satan. I can't do it now. <laughs> um, in the T word in Scientology, the Satan. <laughs> um, the Satan is the individual expression of Theta, described as quote the cosmic source and life force. The Satan is the true human identity, rendering humans as quote pure spirit and godlike. The religion's mythology holds the belief that, quote, in the primordial past, Thetans applied their creative abilities to form the physical universe. Like the primordial pouch. Yes. <laughs> Which is a part of a cat. Uh, contrary, to the biblical, contrary to the biblical narrative that shows that the universe was created by a divine soul creator, God, Scientology holds that, quote, the universe was created by Theta in the form of individualized expressions, which is like the stupidest fucking most obscure sentence but like how but like how (laughs) (laughs) but like i still don't understand i still don't i I, you told me that and i don't know what it means um the story of xenu is part of scientologist teachings about extraterrestrial civilizations and alien interventions in earthly events collectively described as a space opera by L. Ron Hubbard. So you can see what direction this shit is going in. He was clearly a science fiction writer. Yeah. Here's the <laughs> he thing. like, let's just make it a religion. Right. We don't just, like... I mean, I know people, like, learn how to speak elvish or elven, whichever one it is, from Lord of the Rings. Sorry, I'm not a big fan. But I know that there's a specific language that the elven people speak and people mm-hmm. learn it. Right. But they aren't, like... Making a city of it. Right. (laughs) Like, maybe they're cosplaying or LARPing or whatever. That's fun. That's great. They're enjoying themselves, but Mm -hmm. we're not making a religion out of it. Right. Are we? No. Okay. I was like, I don't think... I've never heard of that. I haven't either. That might be a thing. If it is a thing, email us. Yeah, because that sounds like fun. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, back to the space opera. Sorry. Uh, Its method of spiritual rehabilitation is a type of counseling known as auditing and if you've heard anything about scientology you will have probably heard about auditing which um it's not emdr it's not emdr it it, but kind of is it no but it kind of um like it makes me think of that if you've ever done emdr you you might agree um but the person being audited holds these two like cans which supposedly measure whatever they're looking for and determine, you know, whether what you're saying is... Um, true or false? True, yeah. And it's fucking fake. Sounds like the weighing of the hearts. 
I don't know what that is. Uh, it's like an Egyptian belief that like when you die, if your soul is oh, lighter like, than a feather, right. then you're right. Yeah, then you're good to go. Yeah, but right. if it's not, then yeah, no. This is a up. way to make money. Is what this is. <laughs> um, um, so this is where members aim to consciously re-experience painful or traumatic. It's fucking EMDR. You're being audited sometimes at therapy. Yeah, that's why I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, to consciously re-experience painful or traumatic events in their past to free themselves of their limiting effects. Study materials and auditing courses are made available to members in return for specified, quote, donations. Donations that are required. Right. You cannot, <laughs> like, get to level whatever without donating a specific amount to get into a specific class or be audited for yada 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 it's so mad it's trash um scientology is legally recognized as a tax-exempt religion which is why they're taking money as donations oh, and not as like fucking bullshit income and the church of scientology emphasizes this as proof that it is a bona fide religion um this came after significant bullying done by the higher-ups in the religion towards uh, the IRS and it took like several like lawsuits and all kinds of like bullshit years. to get them yeah to get them recognized as tax exempt and that's how they make all their fucking money yeah according to the Encyclopedia of American Religions Scientology is quote concerned with the isolation description handling and rehabilitation of the human spirit uh, excuse me they're concerned with that yeah. And they're so concerned that they implement that. Yes. Okay. Uh, one purpose of Scientology, as stated by the church, is to become certain of one's spiritual existence and one's relationship to God or the, quote, sp supreme being. Uh, one of the major tenets of Scientology is that the human is an immortal alien spiritual being, termed a Thetan, which we talked about, that is presently trapped on planet Earth in a physical, quote, meat body. Okay, here's the thing. We are aliens because we inhibit a planet. So, I mean, like, just because we call ourselves humans, the human species does not mean that we're not an alien being. Uh, right. In a meat sack. So, I mean, they're not too far off. Sure. <laughs> Versus, I don't know what other being. I guess there's, like, air aliens and clouds. Clouds are aliens, folks. I don't think you heard so. it here first. No, you didn't. That's not right. Um, <laughs> the Phaeton has, according to L. Ron Hubbard and to the church, uh, has had innumerable past lives and is accepted in Scientology that the lives preceding the Phaeton's arrival on Earth lived in extraterrestrial cultures. So they literally believe that they are aliens who came here, became energy or spirits, and inhabited meat sacks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the church claims that they provide methods by which a person can achieve their greater spiritual awareness uh, within Scientology. The progression from level to level is often called the bridge to total freedom. So if you watch that uh, documentary, they'll talk about, you know, I, I was doing my bridge. I was paying for my bridge. I paid for my, you know, parents bridge. And so that is essentially paying to go from level to level to level within the the religion cool she's fucking she's freaking crazy uh, the, the bridge um <clears throat> progresses from pre-clear to clear and ultimately to quote operating thetan 
That sounds so ridiculous, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, Scientologists are taught that a series of events or incidents occurred before life on Earth, and they believe that humans have hidden abilities which can be unlocked. Tom Cruise definitely believes this. Yeah, he show. Yep. Um, Hubbard's image and writings are continually seen even today in Scientology churches. Uh, churches built after his death include a corporate-style office set aside for when he gets reincarnated with a plaque on the desk that has his name on it and a pad of paper with a pen for him to continue writing novels. A large bust of Hubbard is placed in the chapel for Sunday services and most sermons reference him and his writing, so he lives on. And there's, like, a lot of wasted square footage on him. Yeah, I'm just like, this sounds so ridiculous. Also, if he comes back, he's probably not going to go by that name. Yeah, probably not. So, yeah. anyways. Yeah. So, let's move on to the church's illegal activities. Love it. <laughs> so, um, L. Ron Hubbard appointed Mary Sue Hubbard to take control of certain aspects of legal protection for uh, the church in 1968 and deemed that, quote, the Office of the Guardian. Under the Guardian's Office, which was later renamed the Office of Special Affairs or the OSA or OSA, that continued, but while she was working there, it was called the the Guardian's Office. Church members and contracted staff later organized and committed one of the greatest security breaches of United States federal agencies ever perpetrated by an organization not affiliated with a foreign government, such as, like, the KGB. Yeah, holy shit. So... This was named Operation Snow White by Hubbard, and in the trial, which followed the discovery of these activities, uh, the prosecution described their actions as a crime. Com- the crime committed by these defendants is of a breadth and scope previously unheard of. No building, office, desk, or file was safe from their snooping and prying. Uh, this is quoted. No individual or organization was free from their despicable conspiratorial minds, and the tools of their trade were miniature transmitters, lockpicks, secret codes, forged credentials, and any other device they found necessary to gain information about the government. And it, like, they got a lot. Ooh. Pretty crazy. A lot of raids happened. So that was huge, and like I said earlier, like a bunch of people were indicted, went to jail, yada yeah. yada. Somehow L. Ron Hubbard didn't, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> the church has also in the past used aggressive tactics in addressing people that they see as trying to suppress them, like suppress the church. Um, these are knows, known as um, suppressive persons, or SPs. Oh, yeah. Right. And they are outlined by Hubbard as a part of, as part of a policy called Fair Game. Under the fair game policy, a woman named Paulette Cooper was targeted for having authored, quote, this, not quote, this is the title, uh, The Scandal of Scientology, which was a 1970 expose book about the church and its founder. They developed what they called Operation Freakout. And basically, a whole this whole group of people in Scientology targeted this woman in Operation Freakout. Um, they used blank paper known to have been handled by her, and they forged bomb threats in her name. What? The fingerprints on the paper matched hers. The Justice Department started prosecuting her. They arrested her, prosecuted her, um, and it almost sent her to prison for a pretty lengthy amount of time. But? They figured it out. Oh, thank God. She she really advocated for herself. Um, And the church's plan was discovered at the same time as its Operation Snow White actions were... Oh my god. 
Yeah, so that... <sighs> yeah. It's like, way to make yourself look really bad at yeah. the same time. Right. Um, so all the charges against her were dismissed, but she had spent more than $20,000 on legal fees for her defense. Jeez. So it fucked her either way. Yeah. Uh, January 22nd of 2013, attorneys for the organization, as well as some of its members, reacted towards the CNN news group for its airing of a story covering the release of a book published by a former member entitled going clear which was published earlier that same year cnn news group then chose to publish the reactionary correspondence with the confidential information redacted on its website so they went after them it didn't really work but it created a whole thing and it was just a whole fucking thing so they're willing to go after a gigantic corporation like cnn which is pretty ballsy i think yeah according to a 1990 uh, la times article the in the 1980s, the Los Angeles branch of the church uh, largely switched from using church members in harassment campaigns to using private investigators, including former and current Los Angeles police officers. What? Uh-huh. The reason seemed to be that that gave them even more power power mm. um, and protection. Scientology organization has continued to aggressively target people it deems suppressive. Uh, in 1998, regarding its announcement that it had hired a P.I., to look into the background of a Boston Herald writer who had written a series on the church. Um, Robert W. Thornburg, dean of Marsh Chapel at Boston University, said, quote, No one I know goes as far as to hire outsiders to harass or try to get intimidating data on critics. Scientology is the only crowd that does that. Which is wild. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this has continued as recently as that show came out i mean you can see on on the leah remini show they're going around and they're getting followed by pis everybody that they interview ends up getting yeah. followed and harassed by pis i like, think every single episode they just like talk about all the harassment because it's so like much. it piles on top of what they're talking about it's like this happened and mm -hmm. then now i'm getting followed <laughs> yep in 2007, when a BBC journalist, John Sweeney, was making Scientology and Me, which was an investigative report about the church, the subject of the investigative report was harassment. Um, when they were in L.A., he said, quote, the moment our hire car left the airport, we realized we were being followed by two cars in our hotel. A weird stranger spent every breakfast listening to us. Sweeney subsequently made a follow-up documentary called The Secrets of Scientology in 2010, um, during which he was followed and filmed on multiple occasions, and one of his uh, interviewees was followed back to their house. Dang. So, yeah. Notable deaths. Oh my god, this is a section? <laughs> yeah, let me talk, let me take a drink of whiskey first. Oh my god. <laughs> um, some key activities of the Church of Scientology carry risks for members. And the deaths of some Scientologists have brought attention to the church, both due to the circumstances um, and their relationship with Scientology possibly being a factor of why they died. Um, it's worth noting in the documentary, you can um, her co-host was like a higher up. He was in OSA and all that. And he talks about on these different Scientology compounds, they have like single wide or double wide trailers where oh, they yeah. just keep people in there and beat the shit out of them and like Until, don't give them water yeah. don't give them food all kinds of shit like that so that's happening um <clears throat> like right now as we speak as we speak that is happening um these deaths are not that but i wanted to make it known that that is happening currently <laughs> Um, in 1995, a woman named Lisa McPherson was involved in a minor car crash while she was driving on a Clearwater, Florida street. 
Following the crash, she got out of her car, stripped naked, and showed further signs of mental instability, as noted by the ambulance that showed up. Um, They transported her to a nearby hospital. The staff decided that she had not been injured in the accident, but recommended keeping her overnight for observation. Oh, good. Um, Family didn't come to pick her up. Other Scientologists came to pick her up. Oh, no. And they were like, we should really keep her here. And fellow Scientologists that showed up, they all refused psychiatric observation or admission at the hospital um, because Scientology is very adamantly against anything like therapy, what? psychiatry, medications, things like that. They're like, they think it's a huge crackpot way for, for therapists to make money, basically. But yet they're like yeah, promoting mental health yeah. with their books. Using their programs. Yeah. But, okay. Um, and that seems to be an issue in many of these cases that I'm, I'm going to talk about. So they check her out of the hospital. Um, it was against medical advice, obviously, and she was taken to the Fort Harrison Hotel, which was owned by Scientology, um, to receive a church-sanctioned treatment called Introspection Rundown. No. She had previous, previously received the in- Introspection Rundown in June of that year. Um, she was locked in a room for 17 days where she died. Oh my god. When uh, the police found her... Her appearance after her death was that of somebody who had been clearly denied water and food for quite some time. She was both severely underweight and severely dehydrated. (coughs) Additionally, her skin was covered with over a hundred insect bites from cockroaches that were in the room. Ew! State of Florida pursued criminal charges against the church. Church has repeatedly denied any wrongdoing and now makes members sign a waiver before the introspection rundown, specifically stating that they or anyone on their behalf will not bring any legal action against the organization over injury or death. Uh, These charges attracted press coverage and sparked lawsuits, obviously. Um, Eight years later, Ellie Perkins, another member of of the church, she was following the church's beliefs regarding psychiatry, and she was stabbed to death by her mentally disturbed son. Her son had begun to show symptoms of schizophrenia as early as 2001, and the family chose to not seek any kind of help for him and opted instead for alternative remedies sanctioned by Scientology. Her death at the hands of her son, uh, one whose disease could have been treated yeah. by medications, therapy, etc., um, these were all banned by Scientology. Again, raised questions in the media about how the church is fucking doing things obviously in addition the church has been implicated in kidnapping members who have recently left the church uh so people will leave and they'll go out and find them and bring them back yeah essentially uh in 2007 martine bubliel was kidnapped and held for several weeks against her will in sardinia by four scientologists she was found on january 22nd of 2008 only wearing a shirt the room she was in uh was filled with garbage and an insect infested mattress so they have a I'm out here. Yeah. <laughs> they sure do. They're like, you know what? They can't. I'm. We didn't kill them. It was the insects right. that did that. That's yeah. natural. Yep. This next one has some names that I'm going to struggle with. I'm sorry. Uh, on Friday, March 28th of 2008, Kaja Bordevik Balo, who is the daughter of Olav Gunnar Balo, who was a Norwegian parliament member and vice president of the Norwegian Adelsting, I don't know what that is, uh, took a Church of Scientology personality test while studying in Nice, Italy. 
So that's kind of a thing they do. They have these big Scientology buildings. Outside, they'll have one of those sandwich boards that says free personality test. And you can just walk in and take it. So she did that. She walks in. Uh, Her friends and roommates said that she was in a good mood, showed no signs of any issues, and goes in and takes this test. And the report from the church after taking that test said that she was depressed, irresponsible, hypercritical, and lacking in harmony. What? So she took that to heart oh no and a few hours later she jumped from her balcony (gasps) at her dorm room uh killing herself left a note telling her family she was sorry for not quote being good for anything oh my god the incident brought forward heavy criticism against the church obviously from her friends her family and a lot of prominent norwegian politicians because of her dad's position um one parliament member went as far as to say, quote, everything points to the Scientology cult having played a direct role in making her choose to take her own life. Yeah. Honestly, it's nobody's job but, like, a therapist in which they right. keep, like, <clears throat> giving the middle finger to, mm-hmm. to say you're depressed yep. or have these issues. Yep. Like, what? Mm-hmm. What education do you have to state those things? Right. It's fucked up. Based off of a piece of paper. Yeah. A test. Absolutely fucked. I just want to end with some official government opinions on Scientology. Um, Australia is first. In 2009, the church came under fire from an independent senator in the Commonwealth Parliament, um, a man named Nick Xenophone. And under parliamentary parliamentary privilege in the Senate, he declared the Church of Scientology is a criminal organization. in Belgium, they had an investigation of the church and uh, Belgian officials completed a file on Scientology and brought charges of extortion, illegal medicine, and various uh, breaches of privacy as well as fraud. Okay. So that's where they're at there. Uh, in France, it is classified as a dangerous cult. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we're not going to sugarcoat this shit. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, Germany wanted to ban it, uh, but that those plans were uh, dropped in 2008 after when, they... That's hard to do. Yeah, when Scientology <laughs> was like, eh. Yeah, but like, the fact that they even had those intentions is pretty... Um, Intense. Telling, for sure. Ireland, as in most European countries, the church isn't officially recognized in Ireland as a charitable organization, but... People still uh, practice it there. Just blows my mind. This is a worldwide thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's see. In Israel, it's kind of like, okay. What? Yeah, it's weird. Is it kind of like here in America? I'm reading this online right now. This wasn't part of my notes. It's just something I wanted to end with. Oh. Yeah, they're kind of, basically, they haven't done enough to, like, they haven't done anything super illegal (laughs) it says in various organizational forms scientology has been active among israelis for more than 30 years but in those uh those in charge not only never claimed the religion label but resisted any suggestion or implication in israel which is probably smart considering right um, a lot of like cultural beliefs there so people practice it but they're not claiming a lot of the things that they claim here um, in the Netherlands, the, it's considered a charitable organization and is exempt from paying taxes there. Court noted that Scientology movements training programs are not the same as those offered by commercial companies because people who cannot afford to pay, 
cannot afford to pay them, uh, pay a reduced fee or get them for free. And courses are aimed at spiritual or theoretical enlightenment. So that they're good there. Um, okay. Europe won't register the church as a religion. Good probably move. good. It's recognized as a religion in Spain. In the UK, <laughs> Scientology is, um, the government is highly critical of Scientology, but concluded that it would be unfair to ban the church outright. However, it is not classified officially as a religious institution and is not a registered charity. However, in 2000, church was exempted from the UK value-added tax on the idea that it's a not-for-profit body, which is obviously bullshit. Ugh. And we've talked about the U.S. and where we stand, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah. I think it's more interesting because you talked about the flair... Fair game. Fair game mm-hmm. policy that they had. Like, you fuck with us, we'll fuck with you. And I think it's important to say that when I was watching the Scientology series with Lisa Remney, they say that that policy has basically been, like, like it doesn't exist. It was, like, canceled or it was, like, whatever right. the term is, like, yeah. in the 60s. But they still use it. But, like, I think mm-hmm. they're getting away with it by saying, like, oh, well, that policy doesn't exist anymore. So how could we be doing that mm-hmm. bullshit um <clears throat> also interesting thing i learned they have all these like offshoot programs that like are i don't know advertised to be one thing but they're definitely like really just trying to make people into scientologists uh-huh. one of which is uh narcanon so narcotics anonymous what mm-hmm. that's fucked up yep it's a scientology Yeah, Narcanon, um, Youth for Human Rights International, The Way to Happiness Foundation, Criminon, which is like prisoner rehab programs. So they're targeting prisons and like addicts and things like that. Applied Scholastics. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, but it's like an educational program. It's fucking crazy, right? I've heard of Scholastic books. Yeah, I don't don't know. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, that's Scientology. Don't fucking do it, people. I hate that. That's my TED Talk. Seriously, just watch that, what is it, three seasons for the... Oh, you'll get hooked. It's fucking crazy. It's so crazy. They go in and they they interview people who got out and even interview people who aren't out yet. Yeah. Um, and, And they talk about the different experiences they've had, but the show's crazy. Yeah. It's really good. Super good. Don't suggest watching it if you already have a low faith in humanity, because you'll just get more depressed about how um, the world's fucked. I agree, but I think the show is also showing that you can get out and you can do better and be better and bring attention to the bullshit that's happening. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they have people, like I said, who've gotten out, people whose loved ones didn't get out. Yeah. Um, people whose loved ones died. Yeah. Um, Ugh. It's it's wild. Super sad. It's also, I don't know if you know this, but David Miscavige's wife is has not been seen in like years and years and years. I think they talked about that. Leah the... Remini actually filed a police report, like a missing persons report, and it was 
yeah pretty much shoved under the rug there so. was that one episode where she was like at this like event or something and she was asking about his wife at tom cruise's uh, uh wedding wedding yeah to katie holmes and yeah. yeah she was like asking about his wife and they were just like who the fuck do you think you are asking about her that is She's not like, your I'm place fucking leah remini i'm at tom cruise's wedding that's who i am yeah literally <laughs> but they were like you're too like not important yeah. to know about where the wife of yeah, the leader should be, be asking about that and yeah they were friends literally bananas so. crazy tell me yours are you ready whiskey now okay now that the ice is melted and it won't be loud yay yeah so like i said i had some things to talk about but i didn't have my laptop in my arms i had my butters uh so she had butter in her hands i had butter in my hands <laughs> i had to wash my hands it's fine i'm kidding he's interested in something that was flying earlier it's a fly over by my cop stuff don't fuck with it it's fine. So I want to follow up on last week's episode because when I was looking at pictures, of course, of all the ways I find more information is when I'm looking for pictures. And I, like, found one of the pictures that was linked to a trace evidence. Oh, right. So the website for trace evidence. Um, Which is I, a podcast? It's another podcast. Okay. They have, like, over 100 episodes. I didn't listen to the episode just because I wanted, like... I don't know. It's hard to do that because you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't talk about this. I should have talked about that. Yeah. So if you want, their episode on them is like an hour long. So I think they have way more information. So obviously they have different research than I did. But like, go listen to their episode. It seems like they did a really good job. Are you going to listen to it after this now? No, I don't want to (laughs) because I just feel like I'm going to be so like kicking myself in the ass. But I do want to follow up with a couple of things just to like make things round out a little bit better. Love it. Um, it. So... The suspect description, remember how I was just like, I don't know how they got this because yeah, whatever. They said, like, my research said that there were no witnesses at the scene of the crime, which is true. But that information was given from a witness in the area of the subway that was like, oh, I think I saw this kind of person walking in this time frame in this area. There was a rumor that Stephanie and Nick were friends with Dylan Claybold, who Mm -hmm. was one of the shooters at the Columbine Massacre, and that that's why maybe they were killed. So that's like a conspiracy As to, like, somebody was like, oh, you should have died. Right. You know? Because you're friends. Right. There's also a... association is a bitch. Yeah. It's super bitchy. (laughs) Um, There's a theory that the murderer slash murderers never actually went to the subway, but rather Stephanie and Nick were killed in a building across the street, which supposedly had bullet holes in the front windows. What I'm thinking is... Why would you drag them over to a subway? Right. How would you do that without people seeing you? Exactly. Like, that just leaves way too many other things. I think that was just a theory because there's bullet holes in that business. But what I'm thinking also is, like, if they were shooting up the subway, trace bullets could go anywhere. So, like, who fucking knows where it would have gone? Totes. And then in July of 2000, so later after the murders of Stephanie and Nick, Subway's owner was actually fined for violating child labor laws. Because that night, Nick was closing up the store alone and that's a Uh, violation of the labor laws because he was 15 at the time he wasn't old enough to have been doing that by himself so there Hmm. should have been somebody else there with him or right he should have been sent home and someone else should have stayed yeah that sucks that it could have all been avoided if somebody just followed the law um february of 2001 stephanie's mother filed a wrongful death suit against subway due to rumors of the drug selling going on um as well as reports that the store's surveillance was shut off that night (laughs) yeah it was of course it was and according to kelly who was stephanie's mother nick led the killer to the shop from the back door the night of the killings that's where her daughter nick died however 
her case for the wrongful death suit was dismissed. Okay. Uh, probably because of lack of evidence. Right. Um, Nick's family couldn't sue because they were getting work ro- workers' compensation on Nick's behalf from the death. Hmm. So probably Subway's way of being like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That I feel like kind of really does conclude the story better than how I did. So sorry about that. So now on to my cult story. Are you ready to hear about the Love Has Won religion? Yes. I guess. I'm guessing it didn't win, but yes. I know, it's a super weird name. (laughs) Um, So to understand the cult, we must talk about its leader, Amy Carlson. Uh, She grew up in Dallas, Texas, and was apparently like a straight-A student. Uh, Her parents, Linda (laughs) Hawthorne, and an unnamed male donor, divorced when Amy was a kid. And at first she lived with her dad, but after a few years, went to live with her mom and stepdad. Eventually, the Love Has One religion was founded in 2006, but under the original name of Galactic Galactic Federation of Light. It's Star Wars. (laughs) Was she a fan? What year was this? It's. It was founded in 2006, uh, but it was before that created as the Galactic Federation of Light. But it was officially Love as One in 2006. Amy joined when she was 32. Joined. She, joined. Okay. She, according to her mother Linda, found a man online and decided to like be with him. She was like so interested in what he had as to like offer does. her. Yeah. Was he in the cult? In yes, the he Whoops. was part of the Galactic Federation of Light, and then lured her in. Um, so, so he was a Jedi. Yes. Okay. Duh. Right. So by doing that, she left behind her third husband, all of her children, and her job as a manager at McDonald's uh, to do this, <laughs> which, I mean, might be a good move on her part, honestly. I would also leave my job at McDonald's uh, for love has won. Circle. Uh, so. And on top of all that, she did that on Thanksgiving. She was just like, peace out. You're never going to look at Turkey the same again. And then she also ceased contact with her family, her friends, and anybody, basically, that was not involved with the cult. That man from online told Amy that he was Father God and that she was Mother God. So he's kind of coaxing her in with that. And after that, she began talking about things people coined as, quote, outlandish concepts like starships, like Star Trek. I'm just kidding. She didn't talk specifically about Star Trek, but she was talking about starships, which, I mean, doesn't sound that, like, out of line, like, given our our line of work. I've heard people talk about much weirder things, but that's okay. (laughs) When I know. (laughs) So, when either founding or assisting with founding Love is One, I'm not really sure, it's kind of a blurry line, Amy wanted to focus on New Age philosophy because that's what she had been most interested in, and there are theories that perhaps she didn't found the group... But was recruited by that man who, and somehow became the leader of the group. So it's kind of confusing, but when you look it up, everything says it was founded in 2006 and she was the founder. So, right. again, another gray line. As far as theology goes, Love is One is described as fluid, combining new age spirituality, conspiracy theories, and elements from mainstream Abrahamic religions. Okay. Did I say yeah, that right? Yeah. Okay. So, as I just said, Amy was eventually or always was the leader of the group, and she was looked at as a divine 19-billion-year-old being who actually was the one to birth all creation. No shit. That's pretty great. 
Yeah. Hey, Amy. It's quite the jump from working at McDonald's. Just wait. It gets better. Oh. <laughs> Amy goes as far as to claim she's been reincarnated 534 times to include not only being Joan of Arc, but Marilyn Monroe, Cleopatra, and the big man himself, Jesus Christ. She even goes as far as to claim that she remembers times of when she was uh, uh, on the cross being, uh, what's it called? Crucified. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. She also claims that Donald Trump was her father in a past life, and she spoke to the, the spirit of Robin Williams after his death. And apparently, his spirit appeared as Archangel Zadkiel, yeah. which is basically the Archangel of Freedom. So... She she had some very interesting experiences. Uh, she also claims that during the 534 times that she's been alive, she has led 144,000 people into a mythical, quote, fifth dimension, end quote. I'm looking her up right now. Yeah? Yeah. If Amy had any relationships, she eventually broke up with a dude that, um... Like, led her into the cult. So he was no longer Father God because she was always going to be Mother God. But if she ever got in a relationship with anybody else, they were they were then referred to as Father God. And she had other terms that people called her as, such as Mom, Mama G. But she also liked to be called Leah by acquaintances. I'm, I'm assuming not by, like, the cult members because she was very, like, their leader and, like, Mama God right. shit. But, like... Friends of hers and stuff refer to her in, as Leah in, like, interviews and stuff. So if you decide to look in more about it, that's just expect that. Yeah, Amy was the queen of the lost continent, continent of... Condiments. Condiments. Uh, of L Lemuria. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Lemuria, which is basically a continent that is believed to have sunk in the Indian Ocean based on the presence of lemur fossils. <laughs> In the Madagascar, they named it Lemuria. <laughs> oh, those fossils Jesus. were found in the Madagascar and India areas, but not in Africa or Middle East. And this, like, continent was proposed by zoologist Philip Sclater in 1864. This kind of falls through because of the the theory of the supercontinent Pangaea. Pangaea basically kind of explains why those fossils would be there, right? But Honestly, it's a huge conspiracy theory, and if you want to look more into Lee Maria, please do, but, uh... uh we will not be doing an episode <laughs> on that. I'm not going to. Absolutely it sounds ridiculous. Not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so with that, Love is One believes that Lemurians live in Mount Shasta in California. <laughs> I don't know why, when I was researching, it wasn't as funny, but, like, saying it out <laughs> loud is yeah, so outlandish. Difference. Um, not surprisingly, the group also had references to Atlantis, the, I'm going to mispronounce this, I'm so sorry, the Anun Anunnaki, and a reptilian conspiracy theory on all of those were also involved in their own theology. So it's like, they're like, Lost City of Atlantis, oh, we're going to take a piece of this and put it into our theology of how the world works. So they were basically copywriting a bunch of shit and just putting it in their own words. Why would you pick the lemur place? I, because they're Atlantis in California. Atlantis is way cooler I know, right? than I don't the know. lemur continent. Yeah. Okay. So they had a belief that the world was run by a cabal determined to keep the planet in a low vibration state. 
And like most starter cults, there was a smaller group of 12 to 20 members who lived in the leader, oh, who, I'm sorry, who lived with the leader. In this case, it was Amy, and their headquarters was Crestone, Colorado. Sick. Which I looked it up, and that's like an hour drive from my hometown. Western Colorado, Southern <laughs> Colorado, it's all, uh... It's so fucked. Yeah, uh, it's all questionable. Yeah, literally. People are just so bored. I guess so. <laughs> they did daily live streams on YouTube. Daily. And those things were, like, Yeek. hours long. Yeek. I did not want to look at them. They seem cringy. Um, but they did this to get more members, to get donations, or promote, like, their own products and, like, vitamin supplements. Like, random-ass shit. And in these videos, Amy referred to herself as, quote, Aurora from the First Contact Ground Crew Team, end quote, which sounds fucking wild. And she is also quoted saying during these live streams, quote, if you don't know, we are in a full-blown planetary ascension, and this is basically a full evolution of consciousness. Humanity as a collective is evolving from a third dimension to the fifth dimension, end quote. Not sure where the fourth one goes. Are we, yeah, are we in the fourth? Is the, uh... No, we're going from the third to the fifth. Okay. Somehow we skipped the fourth, but okay. well, that's whatever. fine. I know. I didn't work at McDonald's, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the same understanding. Right. Uh, they also referred etheric surgery, which cost $88 per session for people to do this service okay. that they offered, which the service claims that it removed illnesses and negative energy from the body. There are recordings of the group saying racist and anti-Semitic statements, which were released mostly by... Rising Above Love Has One group, which we'll talk about later. It's going to be like a deprogramming group? Basically. Ooh. It's like what Leah Remney's doing, but Good. just not as public. Right. Um, and <laughs> as well as like a Facebook group called Love Has One Exposed. So they, they will like post like these sh fucked up shit that these people end up saying like behind mm -hmm. the scenes. And they are usually like ex-members or like family members of members. It's really wild the things that they've posted. Good lord. Yeah. Like... As I just said, ex like most cults, ex-members have come forward about the abuse of the organization, such as the sleep deprivation and physical abuse, as well as the Saguache County Sheriff's Office reporting that there are many complaints from family members uh, of like those in the cults. So family members of the cult members are complaining about the brainwashing and the fraud that's happening in the cult, God, all the shit that's happening. I am so glad that, like, we don't live in a community that is like, has, like, a cult compound on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Imagine the calls. I, I would hope that we would set up, like, a hotline or something to be like, oh, you have uh, information, let me get you over to that, like, line. You'd have to. Yeah. It's like people that are like, um... People are speeding on my street, like, at 6 o'clock in the morning when kids are supposed to be going to school. Or are they doing it now? No? Okay, let me get you over to the yeah. traffic enforcement line. Right. And they monitor that. So you'd think that we would get, like, a cult yeah. line. Do we have that? Yeah, we do. Oh. I didn't know that. I think one of the traffic dudes monitors it, and yeah. they send out emails. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Anyways. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh... Back to the story. <laughs> uh, Love Has One didn't allow drinking or drugs for the members, but Amy was allowed to do whatever she wanted. Well, she's Mother God. Yeah, so. she's Mother God. So <laughs> this is what, to which people report her drunken state being oh, no. the, like, <laughs> like completely just fucking wasted, being the, like, catalyst to all of the abuse. 
No shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> there was one reported incident revealed on a fa- the Facebook page Love is One Exposed. Oh my God. Where Amy is berating one of the group members because she didn't get chicken parmesan for dinner. <laughs> I'm telling you, this shit's wild. I'm going to look up that Facebook group. Did you already do that? I did not. I just... I want to read this. Do it. It's probably... There's so much shit on there, I'm sure. Um, But Amy is quoted saying, My vision was chicken parmesan, so the expletive, I'm sure, fucking Adams turn around on me and get me meatballs. I didn't say meatballs. I love meatballs, but I didn't, expletive, fucking say that. Chicken <laughs> parmesan. <laughs> That's what it says. It was redacted in, uh, like, my <laughs> research, so I'm just filling in for what uh, I think okay. the expletive was. <laughs> Uh, before 2018, Love is One traveled around Colorado, Oregon, California, and Florida. The cult members rented a home in Casita Park, a subdivision in larger residential area known as the Baca Grande. The Baca Grande is considered sacred grounds to the Hopi and other Native American tribes, and the couple, who developed it in the 1970s, agreed to preserve that space to bring together different religions to promote harmony and peace after the... Wife was visited by a prophet. Not really sure what that means, but I found that Love is One also incorporated Hopi beliefs into their theology. I'm not sure which aspects, but I found that also being part of their, you know, copy and paste there. So, over the years, permission to locate in the area of Baca Grande has been granted selectively, and like Buddhists and Hindus have built temples and retreats in the area along with other religious temple and sanctuaries and stuff like that. Um, but according to Joanna Theralt, who was on the Baca Grande Property Owners Associated B- Association Board of Directors, she states, quote, Love is One never would have qualified for any of that, end quote. So Jeez. instead, Love is One founded, I'm sorry, found someone to rent them a house under, like, their name, and observers say the connection was then made because of relative property owners spent time in the cult. So it's, like, they, like, sneakily, like, got a house there and then got, like, an in with the property owner to, like, like them, and then now they're, like, they had, like, a headquarters there. Right. Yeah. So they did it under the books. Finally, eventually, they moved to Moffitt slash Crestone, Colorado. They're, like, really close together and, like, super kind of, I wouldn't say out in the middle of nowhere, but it's very, like... Not a big town. It's the closest big town is like Salida. Right. So they kind of like, they're like in the middle between the two. It was like a super secluded house, I guess I want to say that. They uh, also apparently had a cabin in Salida where not only other devoted followers lived, but new recruits were brought there if they were not from Colorado. Okay. So basically if they were like flying in, they'd be sent to this house to like get like desensitized first right and then get to the headquarters in may of 2020 one member was found wandering the wilderness naked disoriented and dehydrated that person uh i could not find a name for him but he was the brother of a woman named amanda ray who we will talk about later he was in salida at the time when this happened which is pretty close to the wilderness so so basically from what i could gather about that incident with the unnamed uh, cult member it's basically, they said that he didn't have, like, the right vibrations, basically, and he basically was just banned and just, like, <laughs> kicked out and was found just 
naked and confused and afraid. <laughs> Can't miss that you opportunity. Have to put that in here. Yes. So, August of 2020, Love Has One moved to Kauai, Hawaii, but they weren't greeted with open arms. No shit. Fucking Amy. She made public claims that she was the Hawaiian goddess Pili. Or Pele. Pele, that sounds better. Not Pili. Pili the potato. Oh man, they're gonna ban me now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pele. Um, they were. There was a multi-day protest over the claims that Amy made, where protesters were lifting driftwood fires and chanting prayers around the the property the group was in. Jesus Like, they Christ. were so not about it. Uh, there's a video posted by the Denver Post where one of the members, Lauren Suarez, showed that there were eggs and rocks being thrown to the house, causing broken windows to the house and, like, their SUV or car they were using. The mayor of Kauai, Derek Kawakimi tried to negotiate for the group to leave the island, to which then they went to Maui. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if this happened in Kauai or Maui, but police had to escort the group eventually off the island, not only for the offensive marks that Amy made about being the Hawaiian goddess, <laughs> but also because they were violating COVID protocols. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, so either way, they eventually came back to Colorado in September of 2020. Talking about September of 2020, which is our anniversary month. Happy anniversary. I love you. Um, love has... You're not even listening. I'm re- I am listening, but I'm I'm on the Facebook page, too, and it's fucking nuts. Oh, Go is ahead. It? Keep going. Uh, love is One actually appeared on the episode of my favorite, Dr. Phil, where Amy and two members were obviously confronted by Dr. Phil about the abuse claims, which they obviously denied. And around the same time, Amy's health was starting to decline. She claimed that she had cancer and was paralyzed from the waist down. Pictures of her from that time show that her hair was thinning. She was extremely thin and Jeez. had a purple tone to her skin. Good lord. Though there were reports that Amy wanted to go to a doctor due to her declining health, obviously. In videos, some of her followers talked to viewers stating that they couldn't go to a hospital or doctor because they wouldn't understand the process of ascending. One follower goes to f- as far as to saying, quote, There's been moments when mom has asked us to take her to a community hospital. Nope, there's no way. We know how hijacking works. End quote. What the fuck? I don't. So what? then, April of 2021, Love Is One relocated to an RV park in Mount Shasta in California, but were asked to leave because of overcrowding. So, Mount Shasta, which is where the Lemurians are uh, believed to have been. Amy was last seen alive by someone not in the Love Has One group on April 10th of this year. Then on April 28th, the mummified corpse of Amy was discovered in a trailer near Crestone. Uh, the state of her body was suggested that she had been dead for a few weeks. She was 45 at the time of her death, and her body was found in a sleeping bag wrapped in Christmas lights. Her face was covered in glitter, like makeup, and her eyes were missing. Jesus. Yeah. The state of her body was suggested that it was like a short of, a sort of shrine, obviously. Uh, she was so badly decomposed, however, that there was no fingerprints to lift and dental records were needed to be checked to even identify her. There was a report in which Amy's mom, Linda, was submitting DNA evidence to also help identify her. 
Corporal Stephen Hansen was dispatched to investigate the report of the death and stated, quote, I've never seen a group of people so nonchalant about a dead person, end quote. Jesus. Yep. Uh, seven members ages 30 to 52 were charged with abuse of a corpse as well as child abuse because there were two children who were present on the property during this time. May 5th of this year, Deputy DA Alex Rains announced plans to upgrade the abuse of corpse charges to more serious charge of tampering with a deceased human body. Um, As of May 27th, John Castillo, who was 45, John Robertson, 32, Abdullah Franco, 52, and Ryan Kramer, who was 30, were charged with tampering of a deceased human remains and child abuse. Christopher Royer and Sarah Rudolph are both 35 and facing charges of abuse of a corpse and child abuse. And lastly, Karen Raymond, who is 47, is charged with abuse of a corpse, child abuse, and false imprisonment. Looks like a couple of them have court dates tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? John and Chris? Ooh. Um, Jason has one July 20th, Ryan the 20th, Sarah the 20th, Karen the 21st, and Frank, the Franco lady, she goes by Ma, it looks like, um, on the 21st. Interesting. Yeah. Thanks for looking that up. I didn't. It's on there, that Facebook page. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I believe, I don't know if I put this in later, but I believe that they all had PR bonds. So they bonded out. Are you fucking serious? I'm not serious? even kidding. Not even kidding. So a PR bond, for anybody who doesn't know. It's bullshit thing that Colorado has. Yeah, it's a it's personal reconnaissance bond. It's yeah. basically, um, it's like a, uh, it's saying like, hey, you showed up here, um, you've been arrested for this warrant or whatever, and, uh. It's like a good faith bond. Yeah, it's like so you... you leave, you go free until your next court date, stating that you're gonna stay, uh, like in the state. You're gonna remain law abiding. You're not gonna fuck anything up, whatever. And then you're gonna show up to your next court date. That's yeah, that's bullshit. It. And it's even dumber because it's like it's a four hundred dollar PR bond, but you don't pay any you money. Never pay any money. No, you just sign a paper that says yes, I will go to my next court date, yeah. and then never do, and then you have another warrant. Yep. And then just a cycle over yeah. and over yes. again. Uh, so there's that. So yeah, they, I believe that they all had PR bonds in which they bonded out on. Um, after Amy's death, the county coroner, Tom Perrin, stated that Amy had been ingesting large amounts of collo- colloidal silver, which the Love Is One group was promoting as a COVID cure against warnings from the FDA that it definitely was not a no cure. Shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> So Jesus if you Christ. don't know, because it is not a cure, it will kill you if you dan- if you're not putting two and two together here. When consuming colloidal silver for a long period of time, it not only kills you, but it causes organ failure, skin discoloration, and seizures, which explains um, skin tone. The coroner also theorizes that Amy had actually been dead since March. There. Uh, where law enforcement who investigated said that Amy didn't die in Colorado, that in fact it was in California when they were staying at the mobile home park that they were kicked out of eventually, and her body was transported to Crestone after her death in California, which this was told to them by a fellow Love is One member, Miguel Lamboy, who was also the person who notified the authorities that she was dead in his house. He just walked into the police station in Salida and said he had a corpse at his home. Jesus. Yep. 
Miguel told police that on April 27th, he returned to his home to find five people who said they needed a place to stay. After that, he eventually left and came back to the home next day in which he saw Carlson's body. Miguel continues his version of what happened by saying he tried to take his son and leave the residence, to which the other people staying with him wouldn't let him leave the house with his kid, and that's when he decided to report the incident to Salida Police, which was 45 minutes north of his home of rural Moffitt, Colorado. Jeez. Yeah, so he drove like an hour to do this instead of calling like 911 or something. Oh my god. Yeah. So the sheriff's office got a search warrant for the home, obviously, and... They found what they found. There were deputies uh, that also found a Nissan SUV that Miguel, oh my gosh, Miguel told them was used to transport Amy's body from California. And in the arrest warrant, the back passenger seat was described to have been laid down as if a corpse had been placed upon it, which is very like Stephen King to be like, this is laid back like there's a corpse on it. It's like the chair was laid back. Further reports show that Miguel's 13-year-old daughter was in the house, was taken by the county's social ser- social services, and his two-year-old son was returned back to him. What? So I'm not sure why he lost one, but kept right. the other one. I don't know. To even make this drama spiral more, one of the women who was arrested, I don't know which one, was revealed to be the mother of the 13-year-old. Jeez. That's probably also why she got put into social services, because both her parents fucked up. Oh, shit. I know. Speaking of Miguel, he is known in the group of Love is One as Archangel Michael, ended up purchasing the pro- I'm sorry, purchasing the property the cult rented in Baca Grande for $63,000 in December of 2020. He also made Love is One a nonprofit organization in Colorado, to which he made himself president, and a 501c3 status from the IRS. I don't know what that means, but for those that you that know, I'm sure it's not good. And somehow, Miguel, after this happened, can no longer be found by law enforcement. So. Great. Yeah. That's good. That's cool. After Amy's death, the loveisone.org website was taken offline. They renamed their Facebook and YouTube to, quote, 5D Full Disclosure, and their new website was subsequently renamed the same. Also, with Amy gone, the group seemed to have divided into uh, two separate groups, 5D and, like I said earlier, and a new group, Joy Reigns, who was led by Father Jason Castillo. When Love is One was at its fullest, it apparently had over 26 uh, international ambassadors and had 20 full-time residential. However, looking at their online followers, there may have been thousands that believed in this cult. Those who were not arrested... We're just disappeared. We're disappeared. Yeah, we're disappeared. They're gone. But they're somewhere still doing some weird love is one shit. Amanda Ray, who we talked about earlier, whose brother was found rummaging the wilderness naked. She is one of the leaders of the group Rising Above Love is One, which is a group that seems to be a support group for those in Love is One or have family in Love is One. And on their website, it states their mission is to inspire, educate, support, I'm sorry, and support all individuals impacted by Love is One by exploring spirituality versus coercion, which is a great way to, like, look at those things. That is on... Yeah. Yeah? Yep. (laughs) She started the group after her brother left his wife and kids to join the cult. So very, like, Amy 
Uh, like, Amanda is quoted saying, Most people assume that Amy Carlson, the cult leader, is dead and all is well, and all these people are going to realize this is an illusion. That is not true. In this last year, Amy was a face, and we are watching her decline. Where it's dangerous is a group is rebranding. The reality is there are tons of families who are really scared and nervous. This is a really dangerous time for this group. And those who were in Love is One or have family members who are slash were have beliefs that either Miguel or Jason will become the new leaders, which, I mean, we've kind of already seen that unfold with the two separations of 5D and Joy Reigns, I believe is what it's called. June of this year, so last month. HBO approved to have a docu-series about the group and Amy, to which a woman named Hannah Olson is set to direct. She also directed other HBO docu-series, or I'm sorry, documentaries called Baby God and The Last Cruise, which I haven't heard of either of them, but we'll have to check that out. Um, This docu-series will follow the story of Amy and apparently have exclusive access to key subjects and unpublished archival material. So stay tuned if you've got HBO. If you don't, I recommend it. It's kind of shitty sometimes because ours is crapping out, but it's fun. We, we've watched a lot of good shit on HBO Max. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, Amy's younger sister, Chelsea Renninger, spoke up about the incident and told BBC, quote, We know she's not completely innocent in this whole situation because she chose to join this cult, but at the same time, she doesn't deserve what happened to her in the end. No human be- being deserves that, end quote. And that's where I will end it. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Holy shit. That that happened, like... A couple months ago. (laughs) And it's still happening right now. Yes. So. Bananas. So bananas. And it's so close. Jesus. Freaks me out when things are like close to home. You're welcome. I just. (laughs) Holy shit. That's wild. Isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Good shit. Good job. Super good shit. Thank you. That's scary. Isn't it? Yeah. Yep. I'm excited about the docuseries. Because what I found... Like, most of my research was always, like, the same yeah. fucking article over and over again. And I finally, I can't remember. I have, like, a lot of sources for this yeah. research. There was one particular source. I think it was the Denver Post. This few days ago. She I she doesn't like cult. Don't like culty things. But then once we talk about culty things, I am, like, balls deep yeah. doing all the research. <laughs> I told Jack I had, like, seven pages and I still had so much to do. And he was like, um, you should... You should simmer down a little bit. You should maybe pump the brakes <laughs> no. on that. <laughs> but it's fine. That's wild. Yeah. Super sad. How did, uh, I, just... I tried to find out why her eyes were missing. Could not figure it out. That's weird. Could not. There's there has to be some those... kind of ascension belief about her eyeballs. Ugh. That's the only thing I can think There's of. There's a lot of weird shit on those Facebook pages. Like, I understand that they're from, like, former members, mm-hmm. um, but also these are former cult members, so there's a lot of weird-ass posts. Is it weird? Them. Yeah, it's weird. I don't want to look it up. It's, it's going to freak me out even more. There's a more. lot of, like, live streams from the current leader, the Jason dude. Ew. Yeah, it's super weird. Don't join a cult. I think we're all in cults unconsciously. Okay. Like what? <laughs> we're not in cults. Oh, I mean. We have a mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sick. Do you have anything else? No. Okay. About an hour and a half in. Nice. Yeah. 
Good shit. It's not bad. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Who Knew Podcast. You can email us at Who Knew Podcast six 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 at gmail dot com, or you can support us on Patreon if that's your jam. My sweat spot. That's not. It's the shadow. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was my sweat spot. <laughs> Okay, bye, bye Ollie. Oh, yeah, Ollie. Yeah, he's like, what are you doing? He's kind of into it, though. He is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look at his little paws. Okay. What a good cat. He's bye. Okay.